Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Tailors in Japan podcast. This is Leslie and Sarah, and it has been a while since we did a podcast episode.、Um, it's been maybe six months, seven months. I don't know. It's been a while, but、uh, the reason for that there's a couple of reasons.、Um, number one is it's just been really difficult. To make it happen because of some tech issues we were having.、Um, the mics that we were using in the past are, are really good mics, but they had some issues that made it a little bit difficult to actually put the podcast together. And so we've gotten some new,、uh, new gear basically that should help us be able to do this more easily and should help us in the future with some other podcast episode ideas that we have. So, anyway, we should be able to deal with that. And we've also gotten more acclimated. The house is set up and everything. So I think that we're going to be able to do this more frequently now. That's our goal. That's our plan. So hopefully we will have more episodes in the near future. But we are sorry for the six month lag、uh, gap in episodes here. But hopefully this will be a good one. And、uh, well, I don't know if it'll make up for it. But anyway, at least hopefully it'll be worth your time. And if you listen, let us know so that it keeps us accountable. <laughs> if, you, we, if we know that people are listening, then maybe we'll be more inclined to actually、yes. produce, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, if we know that people are listening and、uh, enjoying the podcast, that definitely helps、um, know that we're not just talking out into the airwaves to nobody. You know, it's nice to know that there's people listening. So, certainly, let us know if you're listening and if you're enjoying the podcast. And while we're at it, let us know if you have something you'd like us to talk about.、Um, if you ever have any ideas of things you'd like to talk to us about, you can go to、uh, tailorsinjapan.com. And on that page, it is.com. Yeah, it is. <laughs> tailorsinjapan.com. You can go there and contact us. And、uh, there you can give us any ideas. Or, of course, I know many of you are、uh, friends with us either on Facebook or you follow us on, for example, Instagram. And so you could contact us there as well. But at any rate, let us know because we would love to have ideas for things to talk about in the future, also. So we don't have to sit here with notebooks saying, all right, what are we going to talk about? Exactly.、Um, it definitely is helpful. And, you know, obviously we have ideas, but other ideas certainly make it easier. And it's also good to know what's actually interesting to the people listening rather than just what we might be interested in talking about ourselves. So, anyway. With、uh, that introduction out of the way,、um, we have a few things to talk about today. Today's episode really isn't an episode focused on a specific subject, but rather we are just trying to kind of catch up over some of the things that have been going on over the last six months. So we arrived here at the very end of November.、Um, It's been seven months as of yesterday. As of yesterday, there you go, seven months. So we've been here seven months now. Um, and we, we arrived at, at the very end of November. And、um, so we've been here now seven months. And, you know, it's kind of interesting because I, we may have said this in a past episode. Certainly, we've probably mentioned this in some of our newsletters if you get those.、Um, but the borders opened in November. I think it was in November, maybe late October.、Mm -hmm. And they were closed by the end of the year. I mean, there was a very. Very short window in which you could actually go and come into Japan and start any new work or whatever it was, you know, even students. They've really shut everything off since that time, and they're still not letting new people in, except for the、uh, athletes for the、uh, Olympics, which is making some people unhappy, but that's a different discussion.、Um, anyway, so 
you know, we got here in exactly the right time. And since that time, we've been really just trying to get acclimated to things here, get used to life in Japan again. Um, really, I feel like the first full year is going to be that way in a lot of ways. I think the first full year is a lot of acclimation, even though we've lived here before. And I think Sarah and I have talked about this. Sometimes we feel like we never left, honestly. I know. It's crazy just to go to some of the places. We went to the restaurant we were at when I went into labor with Boston and I walked in the bathroom there and I was like, wow, it feels like yesterday is when that was going on. Like, how has it possibly been six years since then? Um, it's been four years since we left Japan. Actually, it has been exactly four years today. Oh, yeah. Since we yeah, left Japan. You're right. Wow. Yep. Um, yeah. You know, and I think part of that, obviously, is just getting older. <laughs> I guess it's some, some sort of sense of time changes as you get older, which I'm sure many of our, our listeners know, since I know many of you are older than us. But um, I also think some of that is just because we really weren't gone that long. I mean, three years isn't that long. Especially um, mentally, because it wasn't that long that we were in the States before we started looking towards coming yes, back again. So yeah. I think mentally we were kind of here or at least on our way here. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been less than three years. Um had it not been for the pandemic, you know, except for the pandemic, we wouldn't have even been in the States for three years. So anyway, um, you know, that, I, that said, even with such a short time, still a lot of the time since we came back has been just getting acclimated to life here. Because even though there are places we go that it feels like, oh, we were here yesterday, we're in a totally different section of our city. And so we don't have the same routines really that we did back then. We don't yeah. see the same people. One of my closest friends last time, we've seen her like four times maybe. Yeah, just a handful of times really. Yeah. Um, and there's some people that we really haven't seen at all or maybe once. Like for example, you know, people that uh, some of the parents of kids that Madeline went to school with or Cambria went to school with before. Um, you know, so it definitely has been a very different experience, even though we're not that far from where we lived. I mean, realistically, we're like, what? I, 500 me meters? <laughs> yeah, seriously. I don't even know if we're a quarter of a mile from where we used to live. But the reality is, especially because of the nature of the way neighborhoods are built here, and we're on the other side of the train tracks. So that really changes things, too. Um, that sounds so funny. So cliche. The other yeah. side of the tracks. Yeah, but I mean, we literally are. We're on the other side of the, the Shinkeisei line. And so there's really not an easy way to get between those neighborhoods. And so we're really separated from that side in a lot of ways. And so I go over there pretty frequently because I go into the office to work on lessons and things at the church building. So I go over to that side pretty frequently. And I've actually probably seen some of our friends more than Sarah has because of that. Um, but at any in any event... Um, definitely it's been a different process, but I feel like we've been acclimating pretty well. I think we've kind of gotten into a, a fairly good routine since I we got agree. here. I agree. I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast or not. I know we talked to certain people about it. We were really concerned before we came about how the kids were going to do. Yeah. Especially the girls. Um, I mean, we were just envisioning like severe depression, like, uber preteen moodiness which there is a little bit of that <laughs> <laughs> but there is a little bit of that but it is so not what we were afraid was going to happen yeah and that would have been there in the states too I'm right sure. <laughs> i know i think that 
it's just so funny. All these fears that we had have totally not happened whatsoever. The kids are happy. I mean, it was the first couple months were difficult, but I think that that's just moving in general. I don't think that was a, my parents have ruined my life. Yeah. And it was also the middle of winter. And so we really couldn't do very much. It wasn't really enjoyable to be outside very much. It was very chilly there for a while. So I think that had an impact too. But after the first couple months, like they're happy. Their general demeanor is not one of depression in the slightest. Um, They go outside every day to go play with all these friends that they've made. Um, And so I'm just... I'm so thankful God has just taken care of us, even though we were doubtful and we were fearful, God has taken care of us anyway um, in that one specific area. Well, I mean, in lots of areas, but especially in that one specific area that we were concerned about with our kids. Yeah. And, you know, I think the church too, we've, we've gotten acclimated back to, I think, church life here to some extent. And the church has gotten acclimated to us as well, I believe. I feel like we're all kind of comfortable with each other now again. Um, you know, I don't think there's really any awkwardness right now. I mean, there's still some distance just because of the, uh, the pandemic and such. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but, um, that's just the nature of the pandemic. Um, but as far as the relationships go, as far as uh, people being comfortable with us, I feel like we've, we've gotten pretty acclimated there also. Yeah, it has been interesting. I'm not sure why. I mean, it for me, from my perspective, it's possible because I always had small kids before and now I don't. So I'm able to actually socialize with people at church. But I do feel very much like people, people will talk to me. Maybe they're more confident in my Japanese abilities this time around too. But yeah, I feel like we are very much part of the church family here. I don't yeah. feel like an outside foreigner just coming and sitting in the pew. Yeah, and I think I think the kids ages definitely have a big impact on that because before, you know, for Sarah, she was constantly watching one of the kids who was almost constantly an infant or, you know, a very small child. And uh, so that was not always very easy. And so the kids are old enough now that they can kind of sit on their own and and be okay. Um, I do think that there's a little bit of, of a challenge in acclimating simply because our services are totally in Japanese. And for me, that's okay because I preach and I pretty much lead the services. I mean, actually, Suisan is really the the MC, so to speak. But still, I lead all the songs and I always have at least one prayer. And every other Sunday, pretty much, I do the Lord's Supper on top of obviously doing the sermon. So for me, I'm deeply involved in all of the service. So obviously, it's a little bit different for me. But I do think maybe for the kids in particular, you know it's a challenge because they don't understand most of what's going on. Unfortunately, the Japanese really hasn't come back as much as uh, I would have hoped it would have. Um, you know, I, I do think, I feel like Canberra is picking up some things more. She surprised me. They had Japanese class on Monday and she was explaining something to the teacher about life. And it surprised me how readily she was willing to just talk to her in Japanese. She didn't sit and like get nervous or anything like that. She just tried to explain to her in Japanese. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully that will grow over time. I mean, again, we haven't even been here a year yet. Um, I do think their pronunciation is still fairly good. Um, You know, they they definitely still understand the basics of pronouncing words in Japanese. 
But uh, anyway, that's that's still a little bit different from actually engaging in a Japanese worship service, obviously. I mean, I can speak Japanese, and it's very hard for me to engage in a Japanese worship service. Yeah. I mean, it's hard because, I mean, obviously, even singing songs, I've actually, I feel like this time I finally started to get to the point where I actually understand what some of the songs are actually saying. Because imagine, you know, if you spoke a foreign language, if English was a second language for you, and you tried to go through that old song, what's that old song book? What was it? Songs and Hymns of the Church? Was that it? You know, I don't the old remember. one. The old like maroon one that has a little like golden lettering on the front, or maybe it's golden, maybe silver in some cases. Anyway, that's the one where um, uh, 728B comes from, <laughs> you know. Anyway, imagine going into that songbook and trying to sing some of the old hymns, right, in English, if English was your second language. Obviously, you know, imagine trying to sing, Oh, Thou Fount of Every Blessing. Like, that would be a very difficult song for a native Japanese speaker. And it's the exact reverse for us. You know, some of these songs we sing in Japanese, and I feel like I've started to actually have a little bit better understanding of what they're saying, but the language is very flowery and old in some cases, and so it's a little bit of a challenge, even for me. And so, um, you know, for Sarah and especially for the kids, that's also a challenge. And then even if, you know, afterwards we're having discussions, we're talking a little bit, a lot of times you need time to think about what you're going to say, but by the time you gather your thoughts to say what you're going to say, the topic has already changed, you know? So then you can't say anything because you're like, by the way, remember that thing you said 10 minutes ago? I finally processed what I wanted to say. Can I share a thought here? I, I do mean, do that sometimes though. <laughs> yeah. And I think they would be, they're okay with it. Obviously they understand, but it definitely puts a little bit of a barrier of being able to engage fully in the worship service. And, and I mean, maybe not in the worship service so much, but even just in the, the life of the church, you know? So, um, anyway, that's, uh, just part of, part of the deal, but overall, I feel like we've acclimated pretty well and I'm very grateful for that. So, uh, one of the things that actually we were talking about here is the kids and that they've really been able to build some friendships at the playground. And we are very blessed. If you, uh, follow our newsletter, you'll know this, you may have even seen the pictures, but our house is literally across the street from the local playground. And uh, across the street here is probably more like across the driveway in America, um, <laughs> maybe less, actually. I mean, seriously, how far is it? How, how long is that street? Like maybe like 10 feet, 15 feet? Across, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's not very far across at all. It's a very small road. So literally just across the street there is the playground. And so our kids are able to freely go out every day and play, and they've made a ton of friends. But the amazing thing is not just that they've made friends, but that they've made friends who speak English and... Not just one friend. No. Not just two friends. They have six friends who speak English who are their age at this part. No, they've made like eight friends. Just two of them don't live close enough. Yeah. But six and friends And we say who, speak English. We don't mean like, hello, good morning. We mean like, like conversational. Yeah. Two of these kids have taken the big japan english test here and have passed it and they're like eight years old yeah i mean it's amazing some of their english is almost native in fact and the crazy thing is only one of them has actually lived in america he lived in america when he was young and he's the only one the rest of them have all been here one of them went to an international school the other one is a family that they homeschool which is really really rare here in japan as a japanese family 
but they homeschool and their kids basically have just watched English movies and TV shows and stuff at home. And their English, you would not notice any accent at all. Now you might notice like some words, like maybe there's some things that they say that's like, I don't know what what the word too is. Too proper maybe? Yeah, too proper or too, well, too from a movie. It's like yes. the kind of things that you would hear in a movie and they say them. And you're like, that's not really the natural way to respond. But that notwithstanding, their their uh, accent is perfect. Like, if if it wasn't for that, and I ran into them in America, I would have absolutely no idea that they were not American. It would mean there would be no difference, which is crazy to me that they did this just from movies and stuff. Like, that's it. Their parents don't speak English. They don't. Like, it's crazy. Almost at all. So it is crazy. But anyway... All of that to say, God has blessed us immensely with this neighborhood because we have immediately been able to become a part of this neighborhood around uh, this playground. Yeah, I was just realizing so many ways of that recently. Leslie um, was out shooting over by the train station a couple of weeks. Oops, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and some guy was out there and he was like, oh, hey, are you from Boston? Because he saw Leslie's Red Sox hat. And Leslie was like, no, but my wife is. And the guy was like, oh, is your wife Sarah? And Leslie's like, like what? <laughs> How do you know my wife? Are you a stalker? You know? <laughs> no, I didn't really think um, that, but I was curious. But I met this man at our park and just it's really cool. Like, oh, hey, people actually know us. People around the city know us. Um, and then recently I met another mom over at the park and told her my name and she was like, oh, I've heard of you. <laughs> I was like, how have you heard of me? <laughs> I hope you've heard good things. You know? <laughs> I know, but we're getting to be well known, which we don't look for for us. Like, oh, hey, we're like famous foreigners here in Japan, but more just that sense of belonging, I think. And that's not really something that we felt so much before, which isn't a major deal. I mean, we loved it here for five years before, but now having that, we're seeing how much of a difference that makes to help us feel like we, it's okay. We're okay living here. Yeah. And I think it's important as ambassadors for Christ and specifically ambassadors of the Matsudo Church of Christ, um, you know, getting known in the community in a positive way, of course, um, that that's very important, but getting known in the community, knowing that people are comfortable with us is very important because in the future, when we start doing things with the church, we hope that that can make people feel uh, more comfortable with... Um, with us and with the church and kind of just knowing like, okay, these aren't weird psychotic people or they're not like some cult, you know, they're normal people who love Jesus. And oh, hey, I've heard of them. Yes, exactly. And I feel comfortable with them. So when I hear about this event or this program that they're running through that church, you know, maybe like if we're doing the uh, parenting group again, I feel like I could engage in that. I feel like that's something that we could participate in. Rather than being like, yeah, I don't know about that. Who knows about what's going on at that church? You know, they feel comfortable with us. So um, we're very grateful for that. And, you know, it, it was very interesting, you know, mentioning that guy. I mean, he was there with his kid. That It was just, like she said, at the train tracks. He was there with his kid watching the trains go by. And uh, he he actually has got, been to Pensacola many times. He had been to, like, the... Um, the uh, museum, the Naval Air Museum there on base. And he was talking to me about that for his job. Now he doesn't go anymore, 
but his English was actually quite good. He was speaking to me in English the whole time. And so, um, again, just one of those things that I was, I was pretty far, I mean, here in Japan, in Japan terms, I was pretty far from home. Um, I really wasn't that far as the crow flies, but in terms of the neighborhood, he was actually like, what are you doing over here? And I said, well, I'm just (laughs) taking pictures. I just, you know, come out to take pictures sometimes. But, um, the point is again, like Sarah said, we've been getting known, people know us and that's not important because we want to be known. I I don't care about like name recognition. I'm not trying to build a brand, but for the sake of our work and for the sake of the church, I think that is definitely a a plus. Um, I think it's actually important, you know, for us to be known. And that's not something I feel like we were able to do very well last time. I think we built relationships with people, but I don't know that we're really known in the community per se. And I feel more so like we are here. And it hasn't just been people who speak English. We have some friends who don't speak English too. Yeah. I was looking at this list that I keep on my phone of everybody we've met so that I can remember their names. Yeah. It's Um, it's a little bit of a challenge to remember Japanese names. Like, you know, it's one thing if I just like meet one person or two people, but it can take, take a while to remember everybody's names because it's not like, you know, Taylor or whatever. It's not a name that I'm used to, but anyway. Although I was thinking you're terrible with names, well, even, if it, even when that's, it's like <laughs> that's true. Richard, yeah, so, David. Yeah, that's right. Uh, up, up north where Sarah's from, like so many people's names are like Bob, Dave, Jim, and just like a bunch of just like very standard names. And it took me forever to learn people's names. I'm like, I can't remember y'all's names. Like everybody's name is just like like from a textbook, like, you know, (laughs) so, um, to my Northern friends, I apologize if I've forgotten your names at times. Um, but I am actually just bad with names anyway. So especially in Japanese, it's a challenge. Um, so I was trying to count up, we've met, I think 15 different families here, like just in our neighborhood, um, which is so huge. That's like two families a month that we've met. And that's including like parents and the kids and stuff. And, I was thinking we've also had one new family over to our house for dinner. And this Saturday, we're actually having another family over for dinner. Whose name we just learned, actually. I know. <laughs> the family name. Because, <laughs> yeah, actually, you know, I had I had not written down their family name. I had to go look it up and, like, scan it to try to figure out what it was. Um, and then we're talking about trying to invite another family over. But, I mean, a lot of these don't speak English, like Leslie said. Which I think is good. This time around, I've been trying really hard not to rely on other people to help me get like business stuff done, like city office paperwork or things like that. Not because I don't want to ask people for help, but because I think it's important for us and me especially um, to become sufficient in my Japanese ability and just the confidence of being able to talk to people, putting myself in situations and say, I can get through this. Yeah. And I think it's important for them to not see us as kind of like children. Yeah. Um, So I just recently called um, and signed the kids up for tennis. And I was so nervous about that because I have a friend who I know would help me. She goes to that tennis place. Her daughter goes to tennis. She signed the kids up for tennis last time we lived here. And so it was really hard for me fighting. Like, don't ask her. You can do this. Just make the call. And use your Japanese, figure things out. But it actually has gone really well for someone who has so little confidence as I do in things that I'm not perfect at. I have been really thankful that God has given me an ability to just somehow get through these things. I'm like, I don't even know all these words, but yeah. somehow I'm able to work it out. Yeah. And I'm, I just, I just think that God has blessed us so much. He has really 
set things up very well for us. And it's daunting in a way because we're like, okay, you're providing all of these things, all these opportunities, everything that we need. What are you wanting us to do with this? Yeah, as the uh, as the saying goes in the Spider-Man movie, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> so, um, you know, as you feel like you're able to speak the language more and engage more, you feel like there's also a, a greater responsibility to use that in some way. But um, while that can be daunting, it's also a blessing. It it's really is. It's a blessing is. to really feel like you can engage with people. I mean, the family that we talked about where they homeschool and their kids speak really good English, we've had them over once, and I want to have them over again actually sometime, but... Um, They came over and the parents, they spoke Japanese the entire time, but I felt like we were able to engage fairly well with them. Yes. Um, You know, it is tough at times. There's definitely, it's not as free as it would be in English. And that's something that I I think both of us would like to grow in, to feel more, more confident, more competent, um, and just freer so we can be ourselves. But that said, I I do feel like uh, we are at a point where we can have those conversations and feel comfortable, for example, having this family over this Saturday, you know, that we can have them over. And even though, as far as I know, they don't speak English really at all, um, we can have them over, invite them into our home and uh, enjoy that that new relationship. So anyway, um, we're so grateful for this neighborhood. Um, it's definitely a blessing of God and 100% a blessing of God. We would not yes. have lived in this neighborhood had it not been for the pandemic because we would have been in a different place. We had already had plans to go somewhere else. We had already put a down payment on another place, as we've mentioned before. And so it is only because of God's timing that we are in this house, which is actually the best house I think we've ever lived in ourselves. I mean, well, we've had some, we've had some decent places, but I just mean, as far as like, (laughs) I mean, just being our own family, like having our own space and the kids all have their own space. You know, we have, I have an office here at the house, which is very helpful that at times. That is possibly the number one best thing about this house. I mean, I wasn't going to say that, but, <laughs> you know, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a, it's definitely a perk. It's a real blessing. Um, and, but especially too, I mean, we don't have like a huge yard, you know, our yard isn't huge, but then we have the playground right across the street. So that's okay. But the great thing about being here too is, the kids are always coming into our house and their friends are coming into our house and, you know, they're playing here, they're eating a snack together. Um, and the kids feel very, actually, maybe a little bit too comfortable at times. Um, I'll let Sarah share that story I, in a second. But, you know, I mean, maybe a little bit too comfortable at points, but still, it's such a blessing to know these kids feel safe here and that their parents are okay with it too. Yes. Um. Just yesterday or two days ago, the city kids had city's kids the um public school kids had the day off and so boston and madeline set up the picnic table and chairs out in our 10 foot by 10 foot yard and had kids over eating lunch out here and that was just so awesome but i have realized that whenever we leave the house like on sundays to go to church i have to make sure that i lock the windows the sliding glass windows because there are two girls who i would not put it past to climb in through our window while we're gone and start playing the switch or something. They probably would. Yeah. And I say that because they have done that, except I happened to be here at the time. But the kids had all gone out for sushi with Leslie. Um, and so I was just here hanging out, watching a TV show by myself. And this one little girl who lives on the other side of the playground started peeking in our window. And then she slides it open. 
comes on in, in comes another girl her age, and they <laughs> pick up Cambria's iPad and start trying to turn it on so they can play whatever games are on there, the goat game or whatever. They ended up locking Cambria's iPad because she's got a passcode on there. So they tried it too many times and it was like, you can't use your iPad for an hour. Yeah. So, you know, and, and we've had one girl came over and her parents didn't know she was over here. And uh, the mom was a little unhappy, not not necessarily with us as much as with the the girl. But I mean, that was fine. We worked it out. That's actually the family that's coming over this Saturday. So, you know, everything's fine there. But the point is, we've had to be a little bit careful, you know, just about who's here and when they're here and so on. But the point is, it's a blessing because they feel comfortable. And we can only do that because we are where we are. Yeah. So we're so grateful to our supporters who make it possible for us to be in this house. This house is, is more expensive than some other places would be for the rent. Um, I mean, it's not crazy, but it's definitely a bit more than maybe what we had planned for, but, um, it has been an incredible blessing and our supporters have made that possible. Most importantly, God has made that possible because it's only by his timing and his planning and his provision that we are where we are at the time that we are, um, having a playground where there are six other kids who speak really good English. It just doesn't happen in Matsudo. No, I, I guarantee you. I mean, I guess I can't guarantee it, but I would say there is a 99.9% chance that there is not a single other playground in Matsudo that is like that. I can factually say we did not meet another single kid who spoke English for the entire five years that we lived here before. Yeah, just on the other side of the train tracks. And even if we were, even if you did find like some playground where that was the case, probably they would all be foreigners. So to actually have Japanese children and Japanese families where their kids speak English is just an incredible blessing. Not that I have a problem with foreigners. I mean, I am a foreigner, but (laughs) I just mean, you know, obviously we want to reach out to the Japanese and um, that's that's a great blessing. And then we've met a homeschool family. Yeah, a homeschool family, a Japanese homeschool family that just... They don't do that in Japan. They don't do that. So that's kind of amazing too. But anyway, so um, that's, you know, our neighborhood and we are so thankful for that. There are a couple other points we want to share before we close out this podcast. Um, One of those is just talking about the situation with the pandemic here. So I know that in the States, things are a lot different than they were when we left. I know many of you have been vaccinated already. Um, Many of the people, many of our friends, um, our loved ones have been vaccinated. Um, And I know many congregations have been going back to totally normal services. There's been no requirements for mask or anything like that. Um, You know, I know not every congregation did that, but those who did and had some social distancing things in, in place have let that go. People are doing fellowship meals again. And uh, just basically life seems like it's returning to normal largely in the States. That's not the case here um, because we are lagging behind in Japan a lot on the, uh, the vaccination process. So Sarah and I have not been able to get our vaccine yet, but we are very thankful that over, I guess the last month, basically, um, several of our members have gotten vaccinated. We had one lady who showed back up for the first time about three weeks ago. Um, because she was finally able to get fully vaccinated. She works in healthcare, and I think that her work had asked her not to go. Basically, she couldn't come to church is yeah, they, how it was presented. There I was think. a lot of re- really detailed stuff that people didn't really want them to be out doing pretty much anything because she, I think she works She works in healthcare, but I feel like maybe with like elderly people yeah. in particular. So she wasn't able to come and didn't feel safe coming, but now she's fully vaccinated, so she's been attending. 
Um, another member of ours just fully got fully vaccinated. Another member, um, the only other man there, he just got his first shot and he'll be having a second one in a few weeks here. And two of our other members are now scheduled to get their first shot in the next few weeks. So Sarah and I actually pretty soon will be the only ones not vaccinated. Um, but we think that probably by the end of the month, or certainly I would expect within early August, I would, I'd be kind of surprised if we hadn't gotten our vouchers yet to go ahead and get our, our uh, vaccinations. I so, can't believe August is next month. Well, I, know. I mean, basically next month. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it's flying by, but anyway, with the vaccines, that's a, that's a huge blessing. And so we're still pretty far behind. Um, even as we get vaccinated, it's still going to be a while before we're where things are in the States because Japan, you know, America is very, very much, you know, in the mindset of be free, do your own thing. Don't tell me what to do. Um, Japan is not so much that way. And there's a lot more reserve. I mean, there are some people here who don't really care, but I think there's also a lot of people who are going to take it very seriously. And as a church, and especially for Sarah and myself as representatives of the church, that's something that we have to take seriously. So I don't know exactly how soon things will be back to normal or something like normal. Um, but, I, you know, I'm hoping maybe towards the end of the year, maybe October, November, December, somewhere in that time frame, we might start seeing a little bit more of a return to normal. Lord willing, nothing changes. So um, that is something we're very excited about. I, I, I don't know when they'll open borders again, because um, we would love to have some of you guys come visit us, actually. That would be a real blessing, both to us and to the church. And we have space for you in this amazing house yes, that God has provided. Yes, I mean, you know, we really didn't have space even for our own family, even when just my brother would come and visit just by himself. I mean, we had space for him, but not an actual room. He slept in the living room. On the couch, yeah. yeah. I mean... And when my parents came and visited, you know, that was, you know, again, we managed, but it definitely was not cozy. Um, but here we have plenty of extra space that we can host some people. And so we would love to have some people come visit, but obviously that can't happen until borders open. I don't know when that'll happen. My, if I was just guessing, I would say spring, maybe in time for cherry blossom season next year, but I don't know. And of course they're probably going to require, I would say almost certainly for a while, they're going to require a vaccine passport. So that will be something that may push some people away. But at any rate, um, that is, I think, coming. At least we can kind of maybe see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully that's not an oncoming train, as sometimes people <laughs> say. But we feel like that's the, the light at the end of the tunnel, tunnel is coming. And we're headed towards that. And that leads us into the final thing that we want to talk about today, which is some of our plans moving forward. Because really, we haven't been able to make a lot of plans because we've just sort of been in management mode. Um, right now at Matsudo, uh, we may have mentioned this before, but you know we have our, our Sunday services, but that's it. We haven't had any fellowship meals at all. Um, we don't sit around even have tea time afterwards. That's not something we do. We may have some brief conversations, but it's usually very short. We only sing one verse of every song. Everybody, including myself while I preach, wears a mask. Um, you know, we're social distancing and all of that kind of stuff. So my point is, you know, we don't have the normal situation right now, but as things start opening up, we feel like we can start sort of start dreaming and thinking and preparing for what's ahead. So a couple of things that we've already talked to them about have been 
um, restarting the parenting group, which we really think could be a, a real blessing right now to this community. And now son actually specifically requested that we start that up again. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, our sister, our sister now, she, she, that's something that she's interested in doing. So I do think that that would be a real blessing and something that we might actually see a, a pretty good response from people with that, which is again, goes back to the point of us being known in the community, being an important thing, because when we do something like a parenting group, if people know us and know our kids, then they're not like, well, I don't want to attend that place. I mean, you know, um, you know, they can say, Hey, I feel comfortable with those people. They're not weirdos. Their kids aren't beating up my kids, you know, um, at least that's a start somewhere. So, uh, you know, maybe they can feel comfortable. Not that we lead the class. I mean, we don't teach, we just facilitate, but still, you know, that's going to be an important part of, of feeling comfortable with that, I think, because they know us. Um, and they've also been talking about doing, um, what was it for the kids? Um, um, I'm going to do an English Sunday school for the kids, which that keeps getting pushed back because of the vaccine rollouts. First, we were hoping we could do it in July, but then at one of our recent meetings, one of our sisters was like, I think we got to wait till September. So I'm not sure when that's going to be, but um, we're still working that out. But given how many kids we know here at the park and how well, like just the other day I got a message from one of the moms um, who said, Hey, thanks for always giving my kids snacks. Thanks for letting them come to your house. They really like knowing your kids. I'm really optimistic about doing this Sunday school. Yeah. Although I was realizing Cambria is a middle school here, which is like, they have a big separation between elementary school and middle school here. So I was like, I don't know if, she's really going to be part of like being in the class, but she can help me lead that class. She can work with the younger kids and stuff, which actually fits in with her personality too, which is a really, another really big blessing because she can be involved in this ministry and it can be partly her ministry as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think she could definitely be a, a big helping hand there. So that's something we're looking forward to and something I think the other ladies at the the congregation are interested in doing as well and helping out with. So Again, one of those things where where we are at, how God has prepared for us, has definitely, we think, opened the door for fruit in the future. So we're planting those seeds and looking forward to seeing what God does through that. Um, some other things we've been, you know, talking about. I'm, you know, currently kind of preparing basically the next year and a half, roughly, of uh, sermons. And the the sermons, it's not really just about the sermons, but the sermons are geared around a study. Some of you may have heard of this, some of you may not have, but something called Discovery Bible Study. And it's really a kind of Bible study that's geared around the concept of discipleship, making disciples. And, you know, the the, the goal is to help people, as the name implies, Discovery Bible. As the name implies, it's intended to help people discover the Bible for themselves, rather than just having a top-down approach where somebody teaches you and says, here's the truth, now follow it. It's kind of inviting them into a conversation that is around, geared around the Bible and focused on the Bible and helps people really chew on Scripture for themselves. So, and, and that's true not just for um, non-Christians, but also for Christians. And so my, my first goal is to try to adapt this for something that we can do once we can start having that time after worship services where we can sit around the table together, have some tea, and discuss things that maybe we can tie this in and uh, have this opportunity to discuss some of the passages that were talked about in the sermon that morning. 
And right now we're a small enough group. I mean, how many people do we have, including our family? Like eight, nine, something like that. I think we have 10 now that that no, sister the other come sisters back. come back yeah mm-hmm. so we have 10 maybe now with with all of us including and that's our, our family yeah, yeah including our family um but that's small enough that i feel like we can you know do this pretty easily but it's intended to be reproducible something that people can do on their own and it will help equip the members with a way to talk about scripture to talk about their faith with the people around them in a natural way so there's a lot more I could say about that. Maybe we'll save that for another episode. I'm still honestly learning and doing some research into that, but um, it's going to be tied in with the sermon series. So I've been thinking a lot about that, but again, that's tied around something that's going to, Lord willing, be able to happen in the future as the pandemic hopefully calms down a little bit. And another thing that we've been doing here very recently And you may have seen this again if you get our newsletter, um, but we've been talking with the congregation about praying and fasting together to plan for the future. Because as we have said from day one with this mission, this mission relies completely upon the Lord, upon his provision. Um, You know, he is the vine, we are the branches. And so we need his power, his uh, spirit, his help to be fruitful. Um, As Jesus himself says, without him, we can do nothing. We will not produce any fruit without him. And so we're trying to rely on him. And part of relying on his provision is fasting and praying together. And so actually just this past weekend, we had our first day of fasting and prayer. And we were praying and fasting about, specifically, we were focused around the leaders of the country, the leaders of our city, the leaders of the prefecture, and uh, the vaccination process, that everything goes smoothly and easily moving forward, that our members are able to get vaccinated and have a very good response to it. And we actually already saw an answer to that prayer Um our sister, one of our sisters just got her second shot and she was a little bit worried about it because as probably some of you know, the second shot has been very difficult on many people. And so we had prayed for her and she got her second shot and had no problem whatsoever. She had no reaction, felt fine basically. So um, we were very grateful for that. And so we're praying things like that, that'll be a good response and uh, there won't be any issues there. So that's our first prayer. The second time we're going to be, which we haven't decided exactly when this is going to happen yet, but the second time we're praying about, what is the second one? I can't remember now. (laughs) I'm trying to remember what all of it was. One of them I know is praying for the church, obviously praying for um, our plans and praying for um, just basically everything that we are thinking about that God will help us to make the right plans and avoid the wrong plans and reach out in ways that will be the most fruitful. We're also going to be praying for the city, for the people of the city in, in, in particular, asking that God will um, breathe his life into this, this community and into the city. Um, we, we really need him to be working and drawing people um, and you know, using us in that process. So that's, a, that's another big part of the, the time of prayer and fasting. And another time we're going to be praying about God softening our hearts, because obviously... As God provides, and as we see more people um, becoming disciples of Jesus, you can expect that there's going to be some people that maybe aren't always easy to get along with. Um, there's going to be some people who may have issues that need to be worked through, and that's going to require patience. It's going to it's going to make the Matsudo Church look different. It's going to be a different feel. And actually, one of the things we've also been talking about is starting an English worship service on mm-hmm. Sundays as well, and that's going to be geared. I mean, certainly it can be focused, or or it, it's it's available to any Japanese person who might be interested in, you know, learning English or using English, maybe I might say, 
but it's not a language study opportunity, really. Um, it's an English worship service intended primarily for those for whom English is a primary language, or maybe they want to worship but haven't found a place to worship, and having an English worship service might make that available to them. So again, especially if we started having foreigners coming and worshiping, that's definitely going to make the Matsudo Church look very different. And so we need prayers. Um, we need God to be providing so that our hearts are soft and prepared for that. So those are some of the things that we're thinking about moving forward and that we're going to be praying and fasting about together. And if you get our newsletters, we'll be sending out information about that. So if you would like to join us in that, not only would that mean a lot to me and Sarah, but I can tell you firsthand that means a lot to the members of the Matsudo Church. Um, when they know that other people are actually, people that they've never met, are taking the time to pray for them and to fast on their behalf and on behalf of this church, um, I can tell you it means a lot to them personally. And uh, so we're, we're grateful to all those who can and are willing to um, participate in that with us. But anyway, so maybe that kind of catches you up a little bit to where we've been over the last six months. Um, I know this is a, a little bit long. We're, we're around 45 minutes now. So hopefully it's not too long for you, but obviously a lot to catch up on. And really, we've only just gotten the tip of the iceberg, to be honest. There's so many different things we could be talking about. Um, but Mostly we just are grateful. God has provided so much, just absolutely abundantly provided as he promises to when we step out in faith and are seeking to be fruitful. And we are just so grateful for that provision. And we're so grateful for the partnership of so many of you in this work. Um, this work is only possible because you sacrifice on behalf of this work. And Sarah and I can tell you personally how much that means to us, how grateful we are for that. Um, and also we can tell you how much the Matsudo Church values that as well. They are so grateful for everything that you guys have done for them. And, um, you know, Lord willing, we'll be seeing more and more fruit that is uh, credited to your account, as Paul talks about. So thank you guys so much for that. And thank you for listening to this podcast. Um, Sarah, anything else you want to share before we go? Oh, there's a lot I want to share, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... Again, thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode and be on the lookout because now that we've got everything set up for it, we're definitely going to have more episodes coming in the future. And I hope that that may even involve some of the members of the church. Maybe they can participate in this. Um, well, maybe one of them can. I don't know. <laughs> maybe because the Japanese might be a little bit difficult. We can get the kids on it too at but some yes, point. We definitely want to get the kids on. I'm hoping to get together with some other ministers in the future. So uh, a lot to share in the future. So stay tuned. But thank you for listening to this episode again. We appreciate it. This has been Leslie and Sarah, and we'll catch you next time. Until then, stay safe, guys, and uh, walk faithfully with the Lord. God bless you.